Warning. This is not your normal podcast. Its purpose is to provide thought-provoking dialogue with a slighted perspective. Here we encourage influential conversations. Give us a listen, like and share. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome to CEO and the Doctor. Happy Valentine's Day. Well, let me tell you, this is how we did it over here in the Oliver residence. <laughs> so, um, I was thinking T was going to have to work tonight. So, yesterday we decided to uh, kind of celebrate. And I say that loosely because we really don't celebrate uh, Valentine's Day. So, I decided I was corny. Wayne got me that little Papa John's heart shaped pizza. I had joked with some folks, <laughs> said I was going to do it. I went out, I did it. Got some angry orchards, got some her favorite candy, got yeah. some little ice cream. And that was our night, man. We watched pizza well, we had pizza, had angry orchard, and then uh we watched some Ozark. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was our pre Valentine slash Valentine. So now she's in the room hey, sleep. So That's all right, man. That's all right. You gotta keep it simple sometimes. I mean, you know, I think that over over the years when when you've been together with somebody long enough, you know what works and, and what's really over the top. You know what's going to mean the most and what's going to seem like it's a little bit much. You know, you, you've you've done the, the 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 I would call heavy lifting. Now you're just staying consistent. Now you're just staying consistent. So it's all good. Yeah. Um, you know, not to. Yeah, exactly. You got to You got to maintain it like a diet. You got to maintain it like your workouts, things like that. You know, you, you're nurturing your relationship at this point, you know, which is great. Um Brian and I went out to see Mama. Took some flowers out to uh, to the cemetery for us. So, you know, the, here's here's. I know it's kind of somber. I don't want it to come across somber. It's just, you know, um, it's life. You know, things happen to all of us. But uh, this was one of the funniest moments, right? Okay. So, Brian is standing at an empty space right next to her headstone, right? Okay. And. <laughs> And I looked at him like, yo, you know when it's my time, that's where I'm going to be right there. He's like, yeah, damn, man, you're a bookmark, dude. You're a bookmark. This is where you're going to be at. You're a fucking bookmark. Yeah. And it was kind of, it's kind of, I can't look at any of this stuff like it's, um, it's sad, you know, because all of these things come to an end at some point. But, you know, at least I know when it's my time where I'll be at and I'll be with her. So, you know, it's all good. I, so it, it was, it was a good day. I mean, you know. Living in sunny Arizona, it's been raining for for almost two days now. So this right here, I'm loving this shit. I'm loving it because those of you who don't get sunshine constantly, sun is overrated. This rain shit is amazing. <laughs> well, uh, first let us say God rest mama's soul. 
Um, matter of fact, Pete, we haven't you haven't had a chance to tell everybody the good news. So tell everybody what you're involved in um, that that's helping uh, Mama's cause. Um. All right. So those who don't know, um, my wife of 28 years suffered from ALS for the last seven years of uh, of our marriage. She passed away last March. Um, so when she passed away, I was trying to get involved with the ALS Association, talking to families, caregivers, things like that, to share whatever information that I could give uh, to help them uh, with their situations. Because, I mean, it's it's an impossible one. Um, and you don't know. There's no clear progression to ALS. So in the midst of trying to get in to talk to families, I was put on a list. I was never called. Um, so I reached out to a contact on LinkedIn that I never even met, you know. That LinkedIn is like six degrees of separation at, at its finest. Mm -hmm. So this lady hooked me up with another lady here in Arizona whose husband passed away from ALS, who's on the board here. So the lady here, Allison, put me in contact with the board of director, with the director of the board and the deputy. And I met with them a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago uh, for like a little impromptu interview. And I was um, elected to the board of directors for the ALS chapter, uh, well, the Arizona chapter of the ALS Association. So um, next week is the first couple of functions that I actually get to go to. My first actual board meeting is in March. So um, I'll see what I can do to uh, further this cause. So um, one of the things that, that we discovered was ALS is one of those things that, one of those diseases that most people don't know about, but a lot of people suffer from. You know, I think if you asked around you may know somebody who's lost someone because of ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm looking forward to that. And, you know, as we progress through the season, you know, as thing, different things come up, um, you know, I'll update everybody on uh, how things are going. So I'm looking forward to it. That's, that's amazing, man. So I'm glad that that all worked out. Uh, God is always uh, finding ways for us to, to be more. Um, involved in, in a bigger cause, and I think you may have found yours. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that worked out in your favor. Um, I see you must be getting ready for that because you got the goatee; it's full. Look at look at, look at baby face. <laughs> well, all <laughs> it, and, and look, this is all I can grow. I can't hey. get nothing back here, nothing down here. So you know, it's a good look, bro. You good? <laughs> every once in a while, I gotta, I kind of gotta grow it out. You know, Mama hated it. She, oh, cut it! It's scruffy. I never see you with hair on your face. You know, the the entire existence just about of our marriage, I couldn't grow this. Gotcha. And then when I was suddenly able to grow it, she's like, ah, cut it off. You know, so uh, <laughs> I, I kind of grow it out to, this sounds crazy, to, just to see the gray, man. Yeah, I know. This it's kinda, a good look. It yeah, it kind of solidified. Up, okay, man, it's a good look. Well, I know she's probably looking down <laughs> on her husband and saying, you you looked apart. You look official. Shave it. That's what she's saying. <laughs> Shave that shit. She's probably saying that, too, because mama be pretty aggressive. She going she gonna to tell you how she feel for real. Um, but yeah, man, so let's go ahead and, and jump into the show. Um, we, got, we got a hell of a show this week, so we'll start with The Flash. We're going we're gonna to talk about the dress <laughs> that was worn <laughs> at, uh, at the Grammys. Uh, we'll hit uh, Steve Harvey and Monique. Um, and then we'll talk about, we'll start off, actually, let's lead off with uh, the LBGT. So last week, you know, our show yeah. was basically about, you know, understanding the persona that the opposite sex carries when they're not necessarily attractive to them, right? So we was, we had a, a pretty yeah. good talk, and we're just you know asking questions that you know have come to mind. So you know something that popped up, seen it this week. New Jersey has actually become the second state 
to put into law um, that schools teach the history of LBGT. Um, so basically, students will have to learn um, basically what their um, struggles were, what they fought for, um, the things that they've been asking for, the respect that, that they deserve, and, and why they work so hard to get it. You know, just having gay marriage be acceptable, gay marriage be right. recognized for years. You know, I, yeah. coming up, like we talked last week, that was taboo. Um, you really didn't yeah. talk about it. And if you were married, it was usually some something that was not legal, and therefore, you know, you really couldn't, you know, say that this was your partner. That type yeah. of thing. Um, but I, I think it's good, man. Now, now, what I would like to see, and again, I'm not trying to take the light off of them, but you find when something new like this happens, do we forget about something that <laughs> is already in play? So, you know, does that further uh, the distance of learning when it comes to black history and other things like that? Because we know for the longest the black community has been fighting for a better uh, in-school teaching yeah more more curriculum more more curriculum not the same martin rosa parks malcolm x that we usually get there's a depth to to black history that unless we do our own research we will never ever know um you know which is is troubling and i think a lot of that this is a, a a pretty complex issue um as far as how we we educate our kids um, and I, I think that the quality education can only happen at home. Um, they're going to get kids are going to get what the school actually affords to give them. And this goes to to several different conversations that we had about where our tax dollars go. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it bothers me when when you say to somebody that um, Americans should have access to free health care and free education and they all oh, socialism. Well, do you really know where the majority of your tax money is going? The majority of your tax money is going to to defense spending, you know, and and that 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 that's a whole nother conversation. America alone spends more money than all of the other industrialized nations combined Absolutely. on defense. Absolutely. So you you would rather waste money on planes that we don't need, et cetera, instead of educating your kids, educating yourself. That's the question that people need to ask. Um, now, you, you make a valid point. I, I, I truly believe there's something we'll have to suffer in the long run. And, you know, w- will it be that, hey, we're going to pare down, you know, um, you know, African-American studies so we can talk about LBGT? And this isn't something that I'm saying throw on a scale and choose. Right. What I'm saying is something will suffer, and, and, and hopefully the minimal education that the kids in school get on black history isn't the thing that suffers. Hopefully it's not math. Usually it's, yeah. it's music and sports that suffer. <laughs> you know? What, what we see is there's a curriculum, and they have to find spots yeah. and times to fit this in. And what exactly. you don't want to see this do is get classed into basically all things minority. You know, right. L- LGBT community, that's minority yeah. compared to, you know, heterosexual and right. African-American and minority. So we get that. So again, not trying to forecast the future, but you see how slow the process is. This is only the second right. state. We yeah. have 50 states. There's only two yeah. <laughs> that are doing now, this. Now, here, here's, here's another, um, what, I, what I would call an unforeseen potential consequence. There's bias in just about everybody. Oh, yes. Okay. What if you, you've got that teacher that's completely against LBGT. 
and and their their personal beliefs are permitted and their their ability to educate you know and they try to you know impose their own views onto these impressionable kids absolutely well mr or miss such and such said such and such and it's wrong and it's this and no you're supposed to be a an impartial observer you're supposed to be an impartial educator Educate and move on. Educate and move on. But what we've seen, um, I, I was reading an article about uh, a couple of weeks ago about this test that this teacher in, in New York was passing out. And, and it's, it's been, no, in Georgia. But this test is, is, has been floating around the education system for the last 10 years where um, it's, it's centric to um, every bias or stereotype that you can think of. Hector has... 12 bullets for his AK-47. Um, if he shoots this, if, if he shoots this many people, how many more bullets will he have to steal to do another wow, drive-by? Wow. wow. You know? So, yeah, so see, that's, wow. So, yeah, yeah. biases and everything. I like to uh, hit Becky's comment real quick. She said, you know, Common Core has taken over and they, everything is minimized and it's failing our youth. And that's coming from yeah. all sides, you know. It doesn't matter yeah. the color of your skin. Like, everybody needs to understand the importance of everybody that's ever, you know, contributed to what we call America today. Um, also, Tina chimed in and said, congratulations on your board selection, Pete. Um, Thanks, Tina. So, so these, are, these are the type of things that, you know, again, we're not trying to speak them into existence and, and say they're going to happen, but these are the things that have definitely been a part of the system already. So introducing right. this new yeah. um, curriculum, introducing this new topic or uh, subject, you know, there's going to be a lot of learning that has to happen, not only by the administrators and the students, but parents too. Because think about Definitely. that. Yeah. I, I bet you you can go back to when <laughs> African-American minority stuff started, black history started being put into the educational system. Hey, what did that do? As small I, as it was, what yeah. did that do to parents who didn't want no parts of that, right? So I remember when I was in school, the uproar about teaching such as sex education. You know, it, it was a, a big to do about, you well, I don't want my kid being taught by a teacher about sex and I don't know what they're teaching, what kind of curriculum. Oh, who's telling them about condoms? Who's telling girls about birth control? All this other stuff, you know. So uh, to me, first and foremost, education, um, discipline, everything, all it starts at home, because until we we as a society starts to demand more from our government in, in regards to education, and less for defense spending, yep. you know, and, and in my opinion, that's where the biggest chunk of money has to come from to educate our kids better yep. is from defense. Having been a, a party to that defense, big, big wheel, that big mechanism. I know how much money we waste on an annual basis. I helped waste it. Yeah, I'm with you. And so, so Becky jumped back in and she said, I think about where they are right now. So you got one in Cali, you got one in Jersey. Can we actually yeah. see that happening in, in the South? In the South, Bible right, Bible, or right in the Midwest. Yeah. And she honestly yeah, said, man. "No, I don't think so." I don't but either. You, you think, but you gotta think. You think about the red yeah. states. Where yeah. the red states, the the red states are probably gonna have a hard time pushing this, and you know that, right? They gonna sure. they gonna they, it's gonna be harder, I think, in in the Bible Belt and, and in those places. When you look at just <clears throat> the uproar in implementing uh, MLK Day. Come on, you you look. You're telling. You're Your literally telling last, people. Right? Arizona yeah, was yeah. Last, Arizona right? was last. You're <laughs> literally telling people, hey, you can have this day off from work. This is a federal holiday. Yeah. 
And it's no, no, no. We got enough holidays. <laughs> really? That's, really? That was rough, man. I think Public Enemy had a song about that back in yeah. the early nineties. Uh, so yeah. th- there's there's going to be America for us to be as progressive as we sell ourselves to be. We are so regressive. Oh. It, we are. Yeah, you can't you can't always uh, promote the changes that we want to see. We can speak them. And, yeah. and put them into the atmosphere, but it's kind of like when is the win, you know? So and and we've seen that, you know, President yeah. Obama, things like that. Now you see, you know, already two African American candidates putting their name in a hat to run for Dem in 2020. So you see it, you know what I'm saying? But look, at, I'm sure this was something that was talked about years and years and years ago. So. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Hey, Becky said her company just added MLK as an observed day. Can you believe that? Wow. <laughs> wow. Sorry for that, Beck. Okay, man. No now, kid. so let so let's let's hit let's hit topic two real quick. Uh, the dress at the at the Grammys. So Joy Vila, she's a songwriter. Okay, and okay, I'm gl- I'm glad you said the name yeah. and what she does because yes. I had no clue who she was. None. She's been around for a while, so. Don't quote me on any of her music, but I know, I, I think she's respected in the industry. Uh, but she clearly made it apparent of what she believes in um, right. with her, her dress. And in my opinion, yeah. in my opinion, it was a bit egregious. Okay. So. <laughs> you, uh, a bit? <laughs> a bit? <laughs> okay. So you, ha- you have a dress that, you know, says build a wall and it's, it looks like a wall. And then <laughs> what I found to be kind of disrespectful if you go back to michael jackson's uh was that his first album off the yeah wall? off the wall was his first yeah off the wall was his first it reminded you of his that. first solo yeah it reminds you of that album cover because the yeah. font and everything is written like his was right and so yeah. she has in red build the wall and she has her little make america great again bag but what really put everything over the top is she has like barbed wire accessories like I don't know if it's a necklace. I don't know what it is, but it like yeah. sticks out the side of her. It comes yeah. off of her like that. And I'm like, okay, we tripping now. <laughs> yeah, like, that's definitely tripping. Everybody can have an opinion. Everybody can, can, can speak their mind. But I found this to be a little bit too much in your face. Right. Uh, and what's crazy. Yeah, I, I, and I agree. I agree. <laughs> You know, people were, were, were calling her like, you know, said the poor man's Lady Gaga because we know Lady Gaga was doing these crazy dresses <laughs> she, for she, years. She couldn't afford a meat suit like <laughs> Lady Gaga. Um, but yeah, man, you know, I just find certain things like that. I'm like, is that really is that really what needs what that this society right now needs? Do we really no, need stuff no, like that? No, but but you know, I don't I don't see it as her trying to make a overt political statement. I see her as trying to use a political statement for personal gain to get her name out there. That's how I see it. Yeah, uh, she'll because, definitely be remembered. Because, I mean, there are ways to get across a message um, to where you don't have to wear barbed wire accessories. You don't have to wear an outlandish dress like that. You don't have to have the purse. You don't have to have that stuff scrawled on the back of your dress. Uh, I think that she should fire her publicist yeah. Whoever said, yeah, you should do that. You should do it. You know, there, there's different ways to get your name out there um, and, and be respected in the industry that you're in. Now, you can have whatever political view you want. I, you know, that, that's that's personal choice. But um, 
that to me is more attention seeking than anything. You know, you show up on, on the red carpet of the Grammys to show off this, you know. Now, if you're walking around like this every day and you're advertising how you feel every day. All right, cool. You do this every day. I get it. But you wait for the award show the of the music industry, the moment to make a complete ass out of yourself. Yeah. All that shit was was I, I need more attention. Most of the world does not know who I am. Maybe I need a new fan base. Let me get those people that, you know, on Trump's side, I'm on their side. Maybe they'll start listening to the music that I write. I don't know. I don't know what her train of thought was, but there wasn't it wasn't a clear train of thought, in my opinion. It was more about attention than anything else. That's a hundred percent. So the the dress that was definitely heard around the world uh yeah. will never will always now be, I guess, in some kind of infamy because i'm like this, this lady's lost her whole shit yeah <laughs> man you said her her last name was vila joy vila now i don't know joy her, vila i don't know her nationality or anything now, like that yeah i'm just i'm just going strictly off vila okay just strictly off vila we've seen people even american citizens that are of hispanic heritage get locked up prepped for deployment and having to prove their citizenship joy vila i know you're not listening to us but if this just happens to come across your airwaves, he will deport your ass too. Yeah. Your last name is Vila. <laughs> I'm gonna let you touch that one, but I would just say, uh, from the dress perspective, I I was upset because I felt like she she depicted the Michael Jackson album, and Michael Jackson was definitely not, you know, in that state for his album. So no. I felt it to be a bit much. Um, a wall wouldn't even look like that. You know, they would they would be like T walls. <laughs> if anything, they wouldn't be brick by brick. Like I mean, it was nah, just it's just a nah. wild depiction, and uh, she definitely got her message across. She definitely, in my she, opinion, she, stated what she believed in. But that was that was a lot. In her, she's in her five minutes of fame time right now. There it is. So uh, yeah, that was the dress. Now, last but not least, for the flash. So Monique um, was invited on to Steve Harvey's show. Um, so going back. A little bit of history about Monique. Um, she's a black comedian. So basically, she made a movie, Precious, eight years ago. Um, she said she uh, filled all of her contractual obligations for the film. Won an Oscar. Won, Won an Oscar. Oscar for that role. I think she yeah. was only paid like 50 grand, but the movie right. did numbers. Um, right. So after everything was con contractually concluded, they wanted her to promote the movie overseas. Well, basically, she said, no, I, I don't think I need to do that. It's not in, basically, it's not in my contract. I've done everything for my contract. Oh, and plus, I'm not getting any more money other than what I was already paid. No residuals at all. So, at that point, I'm guessing there were some, some, big, some big names. There was Tyler Perry. There was Oprah Winfrey. There was Lee Daniels. Lee Lion, Daniels. Lionsgate yeah. as a whole, like, you know, pretty much told her she's wrong. And I, I don't know the exact words that were said, but... From her standpoint, for the last eight years, she's been blackballed. Okay? Right. So that rolls us into what happened now, probably like a year ago now. Netflix says, hey, I'm going to put you on for a comedy you know, series, and you know, we want to know if you're down. Sure, let's talk numbers. They throw her a lowball. They only want to yeah. you know, give her 500 k And we all remember her saying you know, we should boycott Netflix. They, they're gender biased and all the other things. Because um, Amy Schumacher got $13 million, and at that time, uh, Chris Tucker and Chappelle were both doing theirs. I'm sorry, Chris Rock. Yeah. Was it Chris Rock? Yeah. Chris somebody. Chris, Chris Rock. 
Yeah, it was Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Yeah, they were both doing theirs, and they were getting big bucks. Twenty. And on a side note, that net that Chris Rock Netflix was probably his best stand up I've ever seen. That's yeah. on a, a, a side note. That, that's true. Um, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, so she then took to the public. She was on every show talking about it, and so it all came to a head when she was in, invited <laughs> back to the Steve Harvey show, and they kind of had a confrontation. Now, P, you just yeah, in, it, it was like it was like. This. It was like a an eleven minute back and forth. She said her part. Now, the thing that that I take umbrage with is Steve Harvey's uh, response. Now, as I read this, I want everybody to keep in mind: Steve Harvey is worth one hundred million dollars. A lot of money. Repeat: one hundred million dollars. Okay, so. He tells Monique after she tells her part of of the whole story. Uh, when you tell the truth, you have to deal with the repercussions of the truth. We black out here. We can't come out here and do any do it any kind of way we want to. This is the money game. This ain't the black man's game. This ain't the white man's game. This is the money game. Now. This is where I take the most offense to what he said. So as Monique tries to get a word in, Harvey argued over her and says, the best thing you can do for poor people is to not be one of them. Crickets. Yes. Because what the are we best, saying right there? Yeah, the best thing you can do for poor people is to not be one of them. So basically, look, shut up, stop calling out the truth, shuck and jive, and make your money. In a That's nutshell. basically what it's saying, in, in a, a nutshell. nutshell. And and, and, and and throwing shade on people that struggle, okay? And, and you know what? We've said countless times, everybody walking around every, every day, Joe, is, is one bad decision from being that person standing on the side of the freeway. Mm-hmm. You know, just as quick as, as Steve Harvey has been propped up by the, that industry, they can crush a soul. You know, I say this, man, and, and it's nothing against Steve Harvey. I respect his craft. He's a hustler. He, he's, he's got his name out there. He's making his money. But I feel like he's always taking these jabs at certain individuals or right. people in the masses to, to maybe make his, his pockets fatter. You know, like his book. Exactly. Just yeah. bashing men. Like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Okay, so we ain't even going to go there. But, yeah. but another thing I say, like to me, he's like the African-American Ryan Seacrest because out of, out of nowhere <laughs> – he started hosting shit. He had a daytime show. You yeah. Know, so what that tells family me, feud, you yeah. name it. He, he is he has just picked up on on this wave that you know. I, I think that Miss America. If, I mean, if you when when you when you look at 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 the entertainment industry, especially the the movie and TV industry as a whole, they usually find that one that that's indicative of all. And right now, he's that one that's indicative of all. He's selling what the narrative that they want. And that's you know what I mean. He's selling the hell out of it. Yeah, he's selling the hell out of it. That's for sure. Because I, I feel like all of a sudden, he hit this 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 hot streak, and everybody wanted him. And then at that point, he understood for these checks to keep coming, yeah. without me maybe having to admit it, I got to do the dance. I, yeah. I got to do the dance. Because... Oh. You went from he put having, a, he, yeah. he had a solid show, right? solid show yeah. in the in the mid yeah. to late nineties. On I think it was on CW, 
And then, yeah, it was on CW. Yeah, then he had his he had his his own little uh, or they had the Kings of Comedy tour, and then they made right. the movie, and then out of nowhere, like take yeah. off. See, this this is where um, if if any any listener, you can do some research on what happened between him and Bernie Mac. You see about the, the fallout with that. Um, now he was on CW, which is kind of like a lesser network than say ABC, where. Um, Bernie Mac had the Bernie Mac show. It was Bernie Fox Mac show two, was doing when Fox first came out. Yeah. 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 Just like Fox So was. Bernie Mac show was doing numbers. Um so there was a little bit of animosity, unspoken animosity between, you know, he he has some jealousy towards um how Bernie Mac's career was taken off. So when Ocean's 11 was in production, uh, George Clooney and the other producers were looking for uh, a black comedian. So they were interviewing them all. You know, they interviewed Bernie Mac and then they interviewed uh, Steve Harvey and Steve Harvey went behind Bernie Mac's back and said he went. He called the producers, George Clooney and the other guys and said, hey, I will take half of what Bernie Mac is taking. And it, the word got back to Bernie Mac and they never spoke again. Mm, you know, Bernie Mac is Bernie Mac is gone. You know, God rest his soul. Um, but that to me is is indicative of. The person that Steve Harvey is, like you said, he's an opportunist. He's going to shit on whoever he can to get ahead. You know, and at what point this is what I will always I will ask anybody. Um, at what point are you going to recognize the extent of selling your soul? At what point are you going to look in yourself in the mirror and say, I don't like who I've become? You know, uh, at on a on a smaller scale, I remember, you know, our old chief. Back in the day, he would call me over to the med group. Hey, look, I want you to go here and work here. It'll be good for your career. I'm like, no, nah, man, that's not my job. I'm not trying to run education and training. I'm staying on my flight. This is where I'm, I belong. I have people to nurture. My, my job isn't doing that job. My job is to take care of my people and to prepare them for what's next. You know, So it's an integrity issue. And at what point are you going to say to yourself, you're going to look at yourself and be like, wow, I've, I've literally sold my soul. And it almost it almost goes back, and I'm not trying to drudge up that past, but if you listen to Chappelle, probably 24 months or maybe even longer after he had left the show, and he kind of yeah. says, you know what I'm saying, when well, you're in the bad light with certain people, <laughs> some powerful people yeah. out there, and yeah. by him turning that money down, uh, I think he understood what he was going to have to do. He was going oh, yeah. to have to change who he was and who the American audience seen him as and loved him as his comedy yeah. was original for that time and that's what everybody wanted and gravitated to but it was offensive yeah. it, 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 it it was truth it, it, it was truth it was offensive yeah. and it and it had people that were in power of color in an uproar yeah. and basically they were trying to blackball him so he said you ain't even got to do it I'll blackball myself I'm out and I'll make it my own way yeah and, and yeah. he did it. And so that, that that goes to certain people's character. You know, who yeah. am I to judge definitely. a person that's worth $100 million? But I can definitely see what you display. So by telling her what yeah. you told her, and if you're not just listening to words and then already preparing to clap, if you're actually active listening, you're hearing him say, if you want to make this money, you're going to do what they tell you to do. You better, girl. You better get in this menstrual show with me. And that, and that right there is something that we're gonna hit in the ass of doctor. Yeah. Menstrual show yeah. and whatnot. But you that, know that, that's humbling, man, because you want better 
for for people who make it. You want them to see past the money. You want them to definitely be in the light and give you know the the proper attention to talent for yeah. minorities. But you definitely don't want them to become the the system that you're fighting against. Yeah. And in certain yeah. ways, you know, and I'm not just picking on Steve. There's other individuals. Hell, Floyd Mayweather. We're gonna talk about him. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Really? Come on. At, at at what point at what point is Floyd gonna have some level of, of social awareness? Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, now, again, you know, you and I differ on the whole boxing thing. I think from a, a business perspective, how he boxes is smart. Okay. okay. I'm not saying it's entertaining. I, I, I at no time. Will I ever say it's entertaining because I would never buy one of his pay-per-views ever, ever, ever. Totally fine. But to to have your wherewithal after fifty fights, (laughs) you can still you can still talk coherently. You know, I think that was smart. He understands the pitfalls of the business. Okay, I'm not gonna subject myself to getting beat over the head where I can't talk. But you know what that is limiting with, real quick, not to cut you off. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. He never got humble, which means he doesn't have humility, which puts him in these ignorant ass moments in life. Because a loss does a good job. I mean, all of them, all the good ones. It sets you it sets your character. Yeah. It sets your character. Everybody had to lose at some point in their career, and there's just a select few. That yeah. maybe have not ever felt that, and I think and you know, he's an athlete who's never been humble in any facet since he became an adult, and that's why he acts yeah. the way he acts. Yeah, straightforward. So at some point, at some point, what what I I expect to see is he will be humbled. Some kind. He of will be humbled. You know, we we can uh, R. Kelly. <laughs> it's been a long time, but I think it's coming yeah, out. man, it's yeah. coming. R. Kelly will be humbled. Yeah, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby, America's dad. I mean, the dude was on a pedestal unlike any other. I mean, no one was like that. Come on, a black man? Through the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s? You're America's dad? A black man, America's dad. Now he's in jail. Now he's in jail. You know, so at some point, you need to find some humility. Steve Harvey's going to have to find some humility because he may be worth $100 million now. But I'm telling you, there's a scandal waiting right around the corner. All it takes is one. All it takes is one. That's all it it takes. All right, man, let's burn through these sports real quick, man. So uh, first, let's begin. Let's begin with Kareem Hunt. He got a second opportunity. Uh, Cleveland Browns have, you know, claimed him. Now, nothing is official until March, but we also don't know what his uh, his punishment is going to be. Yeah. But still. He got a second chance, which rolls right. me right into right. what Max Kellerman said this week. Now, P, you go ahead yeah. and tackle that. Tell me what, what Max so, said. So Max Kellerman looked at the looked at this from the perspective of – now, we live in a world of second chances. We do. Right. All right. We're talking about guys who have been – who have beat their wives, um, who have had domestic uh, violence problems. The NFL over the last four or five years has been really – trying to be socially conscious about domestic violence. Yep. So anytime that you see these videos, even you hear a, a, a police report about, you know, some guy getting into an argument with his, his significant other or his spouse, he hit her, pushed her, whatever. There was a physical altercation. He's instantly suspended. Yep. They do an investigation. Commission is exemplist. They spend a few games, out, of, you know, sitting out or they, they get cut from that team. Some other team's going to pick them up. It's a given. All right. So, Max Kellerman looked at it from the perspective of, well, you know what? This is how hypocritical the NFL is. Colin Kaepernick 
until a, a reporter. He had been he had been been just sitting doing the national anthem for a long time until a reporter came up to him and asked him why. And he he clearly stated, I cannot stand for a song that exemplifies the things that are wrong. I'm paraphrasing that the things that are wrong with this country in regards to how police treat people of color. He did. He didn't hit anybody. He didn't kick his spouse. Um, He wasn't a serial beater like the, 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 the guy from the kicker from the Giants. He wasn't using drugs. Um, You know, he, he wasn't cursing out fans. He didn't do any of this stuff. He stood up for he, he basically took a knee for what he believed in. He did not offend the troops the way that the narrative has been spun to to, to for, for the, the masses to, to believe. All he did was take a knee. For a social problem, a pervasive social problem. So what and he can't get a and he can't get a job. The NFL is hypocritical. Now, here's why they're hypocritical. Every year they get a big check from the military service, the salute to service thing. So I people may have thought that the salute to service was just the NFL doing it. The, the military service is solid. No, they get paid for that. They get a check. They get a check from the NFL services, from the Navy. Now, here's a here's another fact that in the midst of all of our research for for the show, if let's say. The Navy sends some guy to San Diego, who's stationed in San Diego, to a football game to sing the national anthem. You know what the Navy has to pay? Didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. They pay to have that guy sing the national anthem standing there in his uniform. They are not doing, the NFL is not doing the services any favors. They're not doing the services anything for free. So so it, to me, it, it kind of seems like this. And again, we've beat the Colin thing into the ground. But, t- but t- look at it like this. There's always the first who then becomes yeah. the fall guy. So the first right. in this case, well, I won't say the first, but definitely the most outrage, outrageous looking first would be Ray Rice and how he hit his yeah. then girlfriend, Ooh. now wife. So yeah. what happens is he becomes the fall guy. He doesn't right. get his second chance. He hasn't been back. Yeah. But like you said, other domestic cases get second chances. So you go to Colin. He was the first. Yeah. Now, he hasn't got his second chance, but Eric Reed did. Eric Reed yeah. was right next to him. Eric and they Reed just signed his. him for another three years. They just signed him for another so three-year contract. Now, check this out. What I heard on ESPN today, um, they said there's a report. Just you know, They talked to a Ramona Shelburne uh, who covers the NBA. She said she talked to a couple of her sources clearly stated that on five separate occasions that NFL owners approached Adam Silver to become the commissioner of the NBA. Why? Because they want somebody who can handle these problems better than Goodell has been handling these problems. You see the NFL, well, the NBA has their rule about the national anthem. It's hard and fast. You stand. You're out there. You're going to stand for the national anthem. No offense, no bust about it. But what they do on the flip side is You are socially aware. You're socially conscious. We recognize that. We give you room to do that. We give you room to voice your your feelings about those things. The NFL wants you to just shut up in color. Yeah. Yeah. You know, stand up or stay in the locker room. Shut up in color. Period. I think you'll see a change. Like, I mean, most commissioners have held on to the seat for quite a long time. You'll see a change because he can't handle it. I mean, they wanted him out not too long ago. And then all of a sudden they had this emergency vote and he stayed. But they were yeah. talking about not re re upping him, not like 
I think it was just like two or three seasons ago. So yeah. you'll see a change there. But but one thing I, I wanted to hit is also there's more to dealing with cat with cat because the a the uh what is that damn thing called the American Football Alliance so the FA yeah. AFA or whatever AFA I don't know whatever that damn thing is it came AAF. on last, AAF it came on last week and it was actually pretty good football. Yeah, it, it has some really good ratings. It, it, it outperformed. Some hits. Yeah, it outperformed. Some hits. Um, the basketball that was on that day. So yeah. to my point, really quick, they actually offered Colin a job. They offered Tebow a job and a couple other guys. But the the league right. is targeted, and it's stated that it is a developmental league for the NFL. So right. in that right, I felt by reading this, I'm like, this is almost kind of disrespectful. You talking about to a yeah. talking about a dude yeah. that was getting paid. Yeah. Multi-million yeah. dollars a season, and he played in the Super Bowl. And there was sure everybody can tune some things about their game, but developmental, like he can't even the developmental with the with with the max contract yeah. of two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That, that now, can't be what was the truth, in, man. In the pudding, no. I, I <laughs> maybe think they just wanted him. Maybe they just wanted him to play again. Could be that. I think at this point, I think at this point, um, he's out of the NFL for good. It's just waiting on his collusion case to to hit the court. Because I don't see how he could possibly lose the collusion case, man. I, I don't. Yeah. Um, when you got Nathan Peterman, the six interception a game, man, getting multiple Job. jobs, multiple chances, Keeping multiple his, chances, yeah. multiple uh, wow. and and then you have serial beaters in and out of the league, yeah. different opportunities, different chances. You have absolutely no reason to keep this man out of a job. Nope. Not a single in a. NFL team has a reason to do it, but they do it. Yeah, and, and you know what I, you know, all what, of them. Yeah, what, what I found out, and because again, this this all predates me, but the same thing. So there was a mafia case that had some individuals back in college in the '60s that was pretty much blackballed. So Connie Hawkins was one. Um, there was a couple white kids too that were blackballed, and so Connie, his name was was ruined, and so he couldn't go to the NBA. So he had to do all these other things and the ABA started and eventually he got his chance in the NBA, but he was like at that point like a 27, 28 year old rookie. So right. that whole collusion thing, that whole blackballing thing, that's something that other sports have done too. Now Connie finally got that chance and I hope maybe Colin does again, but now you're looking at a man who's shit, he's probably 32, 33. Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's on the back end. So he's got yeah. he got some years, but he might reclaim some years. Remember Aaron Rodgers sat for four years. So basically, right. when he was a rookie, he was already in the league for four years. So yeah. um, that may happen too. But like you said, I think to this point right now, because I really thought he had a chance last year. I really yeah. felt it. People were talking. Well, he had a chance. Come on, when you, you're looking at when you're looking at that Buffalo play, and you're looking at Jacksonville play, how could he, how could he not have a chance? Yeah, man. So that that's unfortunate, man. So we you still, know, and we're still hoping that Cap gets that spot, man. We really. Yeah, are. I mean, it, it's it's sad to to think. Um, that this is where it's all come to, you know. Um, I, I hope he gets a big check from NFL owners, man. I do. Yeah. I do. Because he's deserving of it. Yep. Um, so, yeah, let's let's hope that that happens. Now, real quick, before we move out the ticker, I really have to address this this AB and this uh, Le'Veon Bell thing because I'm in a bunch of different groups, a bunch of different Indianapolis Copes forums, and people say, hey, AB and Bell, are they good? Are they good for us? Should we go out and spend it? We get all these people who say no, no this, no that. Okay, so here's my problem that it absolutely pisses me off because everybody yeah. wants to always blame the player. 
right? So we know right. Le'Veon was franchised two, three times in a row. They talking about using the transitional tag. A B, yes, he has had some 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 situations, some whatever. But Big Ben is just as much to blame for that situation right. as A B. Yeah. Now sticking with Bell really quick. Here's my freaking problem. So he's labeled all these names a bad teammate, bad for the locker room. He should have just played. People have a very short memory, and I think their memory has something to do right. with their color. Because let's talk about Kirk Cousins for three years, same franchise. Yeah. Ben saying I want a contract, but he. He played and he threatened not to play and he would play, but no, everybody wants to overlook that. That man wanted his money. Washington yeah. wanted to give it to him. So finally yeah. he said, no more of this. I'm out of here. And he got his yeah. money in Minnesota. But the point was there was controversy there. Aaron Rodgers too. Right. Aaron Rodgers' yeah. contract was very, very out in the public and what he wanted and what he wasn't going to sign for, this, that, and his situation with Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy, gone. Aaron Rodgers still there, but Aaron Rodgers is still a prototypical quarterback and great player. But Le'Veon Bad, Le'Veon Bell, I'm sorry, is labeled as a bad teammate. We'll, we'll go one further. What about the Steelers? We'll go one further. Go ahead. Go ahead Russell, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Okay. You know he's carried he's carried that franchise for the last two years, and they still have not renegotiated his contract. Yeah. They still have not extended his current contract. Yeah. His contract's up after the season, and they haven't even started to talk to him about it yet. So you, so and and I say this because you take the Steelers. The Steelers running backs we know are the yeah. they have the shortest window to make their money. Right. Okay? So they want to run your legs off, literally run them yeah. off your body. Then yeah. when you're thirty, who's that? Who's old, that to play for Dallas? Who's that to play for Dallas? Oh, Demarco Murray. Yeah, Demarco Murray. What? What? I don't know how many carries he had that one season, yeah. and they were like, "All right, dude, your wheels are flat. You're out." But even then, they didn't want to give him no money, so he was like, "I'm out." And he went to Tennessee. Yeah. He got a little check, then he ended up in yeah. Philly. But like you said, yeah, he had run his legs off pretty early. Yeah, Ricky Williams ran his legs off. So Le'Veon yeah. Bell's trying to preserve himself and say, "You know what? I'm going to get the paycheck that I know I deserve as a second round pick. I've come in and done a lot of work. I've been the best back in the league." prior to Todd Gurley for like three, four seasons. And y'all yeah. still want to just, you don't want to commit to me. You know what I'm saying? And for him voicing his opinion, he's the bad guy. But the Steelers are supposed to just get what they want. You're supposed to, again, shut up in color, shuck and drive, yeah. whatever. We pay you something. Be happy that you get something. Nah, man, yeah. your career is limited in these sports. Yeah. So these players want to maximize their value. So it, I find it very difficult and it almost, and I don't, again, I don't want to bring race into it, but some of these things I read in my groups, I'm like, dude, you are, you're just making a statement based on maybe a personal dislike. And I, I right. won't sit here and try to judge yeah. a personal dislike, but it has nothing to do with the player. And I always try to give people logical reasoning. If you were at a job where you were not getting paid what you, what you think you deserve and you were getting mistreated, because you can, what will you do? Mm -hmm. Go out, look for yeah. the next job. You might keep this one until you lock in the next one, but then you gone. Well, yeah. in the NFL, you can't. They own your rights. <laughs> right. You, you're yeah. going to do this or else. Yeah. You know what I mean? That type of thing. So I'm like, this Lev is set out. done. He set out a whole season, and they're still talking about, well, you know, maybe we should use our transitional tag on this season. Come on. Let yeah. that man go. Stop yeah. fucking with him. You know, which which is which is, you know, like you're you're you're, you're making such an eloquent point. Um, the first place that any fan looks is at the player. Yep. They don't look they don't look at the fact that no matter how the NFL team does, those owners make money every season. Mm -hmm. No NFL team is taking a loss. Not one. They've got all kind of revenue streams coming in. NFL. Well, they got the, the TV contracts. 
Um, you know, all the advertising that's in the stadiums, all this stuff, revenue sharing, all this stuff puts money in the pockets of those owners. So it's not like the, the franchises are suffering, you know, but these players are going out there putting their bodies on the line every day. Everybody wants to look at Bell and they want to look at AB and say that they are a cancer to the Steelers organization. Well, what's going on in the Steelers organization to make these guys not want to play there? That's the question that should be asked. And other players you know? have spoke out about it. Right. Just, yeah. Just, yeah. James Harrison. James yeah. Harrison got up, got up out of there. They they asked him to come back and promised him a role, a prevalent role playing defense. Mm-hmm. And then they sit him down for the majority of the season. He's like, man, I'm out of here. I'm gonna go play with the Patriots. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and he voices concerns about that. This is how they operate. It's you know, cool. so just for once trying to analyze how. How an organization is being run or look at the things that that there's always two sides. Always. There's two sides to every story. It's easy for us to attach ourselves to the, the narrative of, you know, against the player because the players are the ones that are voicing their concerns or their issues with the organization. Oh, man, you're making 15 million dollars a season. You ought to just be quiet. Yeah. And, and because it is, is because players, they put into the organization, they become legend organization. But the organization is the thing that's always going to stand. So there, right. in 2035, there will be a new running back in the Pittsburgh Steeler nation versus yeah. Le'Veon Bell played here yeah. 12, 15, 20 years ago. And that's, and that's what we fought. That's what we fall into. Yeah. 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 Interchangeable parts. It's, it's, it's what we talk about is in regards to the military all the time. Mm-hmm. I was not holding up some corner of the air force, dude. I was just a number. Right. That's all. You you know, we all, else yeah, we all come and go. We all come and go. So, you know, it's what they are doing. They are recognizing their value and they're trying to maximize it while they can, yep. you know, Every day that, that, that you're doing the job that you're doing, you're preparing for your next step Absolutely. while the military is telling you this is your life. This is, yeah. you know, service before self, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. No, I still got to take care of me and my family when all this stuff this is done. Is you're, not paying, time. Yeah, yeah. you're not paying me enough. And it's the same thing applies to the NFL. Well, you one know, thing so, I want to quit hit real quick, it goes to the NBA. LeBron took some heat for this, but he actually made a good point about take Harrison Barnes. Trade it in the middle of the game. Okay, so yeah. his point to that was, you know, players asking for trades or saying they want to be here, or whatever. They're looked at at that point in a bad eye. But a team, every trade deadline, don't matter the sport. Yeah. All of a sudden, like, there's all this activity for like seven to ten days. Then Harrison Barnes <laughs> sitting on the bench uh, in the game, yeah, out in the game, traded. How does that work out? In the middle of the game. In the middle of the game. So that's it's not even halftime. I mean, like, yo, man, you can trade have. it. Yeah, yeah you can trade it, dude. That's complete ownership, and I think the yeah. biggest misnomer is we as fans and, and other individuals who just watch and don't really understand. We look at everything as boss job ownership. Just because I work for somebody, don't mean you own me. But that's how it. That's right. how it sounds. That's how we throw loose terms out there. And so because he's getting paid something, maybe not his value based on his stats, he should be happy, and he should have went out there and played. Okay, so then the one game I get injured, all right, do you then care about me at that point and say, okay, next year you come off that ACL or you come off that Achilles or whatever it is, you, we still going to sign you for the four-year, $48 million that you want? Hell no. no. You damaged goods. You damaged goods. You're you worthless. Yeah. You're worthless at that point. So, no, I, I, I commend him. Keep working out. Stay out the game. Get your contract. Maximize it. Yeah. Then you go play your ass off and then – retire at 31 years old and go do the rest of your life because the running back is the position that is that short receivers play long 
tight ends play, linemen play long, quarterbacks play long. Running back, for whatever reason, you told him 30. I mean, there's been a few anomalies. Curtis Martin, AP. It's been a few. Yeah. But all of a sudden, like, it's like, I don't know what happened. You hit 30, it's like, oh, your legs don't work no more. Like, that's just how they look. Yeah. So you really have, if you if you went to college for three years, okay, 18 to 21, you really got about eight, nine years of running back. And and that's if you <laughs> prime. That's if you're a prime, top-end kind of running back. Yeah. You know, if, if you're just a, a journeyman running back, three years in the league, you're out. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can play for three different teams, you're out. You coach you know? it's, your, it's your alma mater or some shit like that. And, so. and, <laughs> and on that note, um, Pittsburgh is looking at a three-year extension for Ben Roethlisberger. I'm just just gonna put that out there. Yeah. You know, okay. it, it's it amazes me at how um, some players they are proactive Absolutely. in their careers, yeah. and then other players they're like, "We ain't paying you, dude. We're not gonna pay you. We're not gonna pay you." Thirty-seven years old. Yeah. He's yeah. looked at times in the last two seasons like he was absolutely going to need a fucking wheelchair or gurney to get off the field. And y'all got to give him three years. But the Five picks in, in Jacksonville. Five picks in, in Jacksonville. The of your team yeah. for the past yeah. three years prior to this. When, even, with, even with A.B. being what he's been. Le'Veon yeah. Bell was catching 100 passes a season, running for 14, 15 yards, scoring 15 touchdowns. I mean, his touches were ridiculous, and he can't get what he – is and then this is the guy. This is the guy you don't want to pay. This yeah. is the guy you don't want to pay. Makes no sense, man. But anyway, no. Enough about that. So I'm just like I said. I'm just tired of all that 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 negativity when it comes to the player standing up for himself. And you're supposed to be this corporate man. I don't believe in that shit, man. Like especially in the, in, a, in something like this, you know, you have no. a limited time to maximize your value. Maximize your value. All right, Pete. We've been. Man, we've been rolling. <laughs> we didn't think we would go <laughs> be there that long, but that's what conversation does. You know what I'm saying? It it just gets you going. But let's jump into this Ask the Doctor, man, because you know this has been the hot topic. Gucci, yeah, man, and 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 their newest rendition of blackface. So uh, you know, what is the hell is going on? Who even wants to wear this ugly okay. ass sweat? <laughs> historically, historically. Um, black back in the in the silent movie days, um, there would be white entertainers that put on blackface and try to emulate um, what the perception of black people were back in the day, um, and it was another stab at at you know at racism. Uh, so as time went on, you know, it was identified as being offensive to black people. Was as you know, um, we made inroads in society. Okay can't do the blackface shit no more can't you know there, there were certain things that were taboo blackface has always been taboo um and suddenly over the last couple of years it's returned to form you know you hear about um people like megan kelly she was on nbc who uh, on uh yeah on nbc who, who fired her since oh i didn't think that there was anything wrong with blackface she did blackface one year for for halloween jimmy fallon <laughs> jimmy fallon is yeah, isn't that isn't that kind of ironic that all of all of these these stones are being um, you know turned over? So how can Gucci make this dress to where you pull the neck up and it makes you gives you blackface with the red with big old big old red lips, big old red lips. Um, completely insensitive, completely and, culturally and, and, unaware. And they say they claim that they had no idea. Let's not do that, man. Don't 
Don't do me. They, like they, that. they, they claimed that they had no idea. Don't do that. Um, this is a world where the internet makes the world that's really this big this big. Okay. Right. It's minute. That's it's minute. This, information, information, and education is everything. So <laughs> they knew. They knew what they were doing. To me, this is another one of those 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 attention grab kind of deals. You know, um, I don't know what their intended their their intended consequence was, what they they planned the outcome to be, what they they anticipated the outcome to be. Uh, but I'm sure that it's affected their sales since this has come to light. You know, Prada. Prada. Yeah. Go ahead. Further is I don't even think. There was no intention. It was what what can we get away with? People people right. gonna buy our shit no matter what. We are Gucci. Right. We can yeah. do this shit. And I'm and I don't sit there and tell me nobody in this boardroom, don't sit there and tell me nobody that has any affiliation with the company was like, Yeah, this is a good idea. This was more like in your face, yeah. <laughs> blatant, <laughs> ignorant, disrespect. I, 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 and we can get away yeah. with it because we are Gucci. Yeah. That's what that shit was. I don't care yeah. what, what nobody or, says. Or Okay, and 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 I'll I'll kind of take the softer in the softer end of this. This is just flat out ignorance. To the we fullest. just 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 flat flat out ignorance to the fullest. Boardroom full of people. Whoever's pitching this design, this is what it is. This is what it looks like. You can pull up over your neck, and you got big red lips. Ah, isn't it nice? It's got our label on it. It's different from anything anybody else has ever made. Well, because we haven't seen anything overt like this out in public since 19 fucking 30. That's why it's different from anything else anybody else has done. Yeah. And, and you know, so you go back to H&M and what they did with the monkey on the black kid and people were outraged, okay? So yeah. my thing with that my thing with that is that was a symbol. And, and when I say a symbol like people would just use that name as oh you, you you monkey you black and, and then you would say a monkey represented a, a black person. I'm I'm trying to cut all the 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 nonsense out, but basically they were just trying to say that we were like monkeys and things like that. So that shirt, yeah. sure there was some offense there, but that was never really portrayed. Like I ain't never seen no black man play a monkey in a movie. You go to the minstrel right. show, no. okay? And yeah. when white people would dress us up or dress themselves up. As black people, or they just had black people and they painted their face and they made them do it. What yeah. were they doing? They yeah. were being klutzes. They were being stupid. They were being the idiots. buffoon. The buffoon. This was yeah. this was pure, yeah. pure nonsense. Okay, to to bring this reinforcing thing. every stereotype that has ever Absolutely. been placed on people of color. And think about every one of those. This, this water shit. Drake wore the black face. Yeah. Like what the f- is wrong with people? And and yeah. some of the shit was. In our face, and I only I think every time because there's le- there's levels to it. There's no kidding offensive where they go back yeah. to the eighteen forty, the eighteen fifties and sixties and early nineteen hundreds, yeah. and then there's like a white guy dresses up as a black person, so they paint their face. But so like they they showed uh, I think it was Jimmy Fallon portraying Oprah in Saturday Night Live or something like that. Like that's considered yeah. blackface too. Um, but this was the other side of that. This was like oh yeah, we're going yeah. back to the early days when this was funny yeah white people paid money to come see this type of comedy yeah and that to yeah. me that's unacceptable man so there there's no way anywhere i'm going to read an article or hear somebody's statement from the company and they're going to make me think they didn't know what what this meant right 
they they knew they knew what was going on. They knew what was going on. This, like you said, this is a conscious decision. Um, I would say, like I said, I'll take the the softer route. (laughs) Just a room full of ignorant ass people. Yeah, yeah, get that shit in the market. You know, because Floyd will buy that shit. He definitely will, and he definitely showed TMZ. Yeah. Out there, yeah. or whoever the hell that company was. Hey, you know, with the recent Gucci blackface situation, are you still going to shop there? I like everything. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. yeah, as you can see, we went in there, we spent money today. You know what I'm saying? First off, let me say, and try to clear your name by saying you ain't got no problem with nobody. You're missing the whole fucking idea. Nobody's yeah. telling you to have a problem with yeah. a certain individual. If you don't have a you problem know? with the product, you're, 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 you're a clown. You're being, you're being purposely so- ignorant. Floyd Floyd is in that same vein as at least he in in my opinion I think that he thinks that he's in the same vein that OJ thought he was in. I'm not black, I'm OJ. I'm not yeah. black, I'm Floyd. Yep. Cuz OJ well, was definitely deliberate. Yeah. With, yeah, I'm OJ was OJ. definitely. Wow. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> and to an extent, to an extent Cosby was too. Cosby now Cosby owned his blackness, but he would call black people out on all types of shit. I mean, he was the one that he, like he was no above one. the fray. Yeah, right. but he, he but, was one that yeah. pointed out at Chappelle. This shit's got to stop. Yeah. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. Well, you you are, um, you know, Cosby was not the spokesman for all black people. So, and and now now he knows that. Right. You know, so it's it's. I think that that anyone that's walking, this this planet, you need to have a sense of awareness about who you are and the world that you exist in. Uh, it's not so much as you needing to fit into it, it's understanding how it works, the different idiosyncrasies that make it go, mm-hmm. what's what's right, what's wrong, what's offensive, what's not offensive, what lines you can kind of push, what lines you don't push. You know, we are living in a time that this we're we're well beyond the civil rights movement. This is not the nice, let's play nice and be and and be quiet black people anymore. It's not that world anymore. Man, I just I just go logic, man. Sometimes people don't want to, I guess they don't want to understand or they don't want to to recognize what they see because maybe they're too far from it and it, and it doesn't really appeal to them. So a lot of people's argument right. was, I don't even I don't even buy, you know, Gucci or I can't afford it anyway, so it don't really bother me. Okay, yeah. so let's flip the script. Let's say, for instance, and, and imagine <laughs> the over on both sides of the house. Let's, right. let's take FUBU when FUBU was a thing. Let's take Sean John. Let's take Rock away. We'll take whatever prominent black clothing line you want, and they come out yeah. with the, the, Ku, the, the Ku Klux Klan line, right? Like, so, yeah. so San John got the Ku Klux Klan line, and this shit comes out. Now, how are black people going to feel about that? But then how are white they, people going to feel about that? They because, got the big, 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 like, shirts that look yeah. like sheets. Or, they got the hats that look like a hood. Like the hood. No. So, so then yeah. think about what's going to happen, because I think you're going to have white people who definitely don't align themselves with that, but there's there's a few. They're gonna be outraged because they're like, that's just not speaking for all white people. Right. Then you're gonna have black it, people that would call sh- people uncle shut him down. Yeah. They're gonna fucking yeah. damn near like storm and picket and do everything, riot. Like what the hell is wrong with these designers yeah. coming out with that? But because ignorance lives in Gucci, Prada, um, all these other companies are such high profile lines, yeah. we can look past this mistake. Man, fuck that. No goddamn yeah. mistake. That shit was purposeful. So I ain't never wanted Gucci. I don't get me wrong. I take that back. I did want a Gucci belt, <laughs> but I can't 
ever see myself spending four hundred dollars for a fucking belt. Therefore, I never got it. Exactly. That's the only thing yeah. Gucci I would ever want. Yeah. But I'm not telling anybody to go burn their shit. You paid your money. I'm not telling anybody to go sell their shit. You paid your money. But to an extent, going forward, it's almost like a line in the sand. Are you going to? Oh hell yeah. Yeah, you can yeah. Keep what you, you got. You've, <laughs> Gucci, you Gucci. I, now I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm selectively frugal. That's what I call it. I like what I like, and I buy when I. But the things that I like, I don't step outside that vein. And like you, I can't imagine myself paying four hundred dollars for a belt when I can go to um, a Lucky Brand and get me a nice, high quality leather belt for forty bucks. You know, so I, I'll go there. So, but you're right. There's a line in the sand, and I'm not crossing that motherfucker. I didn't draw the line. You, they drew the line. And, and they drew that line by offending yeah. people of color. Yep. Overtly, overtly offending people of color. And, and to that point, okay, and, 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 and to this point, what I'm not trying to do is, is, be, con- is be someone that's going to be a contradictive person or be hypocritical because, yeah, I continue to buy H&M. For a lot of reasons, but the H and M's thing didn't bother me. If you tell me a a parent out there who ain't never bought anything with a monkey on it for a kid, you're lying. Because if you buy, <laughs> right. yeah, if you buy Walmart shit, Garanimals, monkeys every fucking day. And, and then they got the little bibs that you put on your neck before you feed them baby food. Monkeys all over that shit. So yeah, that didn't really do much because. I'm not a monkey. My kid ain't a monkey. But blackface is a no kitten thing. That that's not. You go from no you go from something that that's H and M. It's it's how you perceive it. Absolutely. And so then you face. go to Gucci, which is obvious. Blatant in your face. Right. Blackface yeah. was a thing. Now we're gonna put a white woman with a fucking mock neck shirt with red around it in the mouth out. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Covering her whole face. What type of shit is that? Yeah. That is not the same. So hey, that's not you can bad. get blackface without having to put the blackface on. Just yeah. pull this shit up over your face. You so, got blackface. Ti you know? already came so, out, made a song about fuck Floyd. <laughs> uh, Fifty Cent, he went and burned all his shit, made an IG. Again, I'm not saying they do extreme actions like that, but yeah. understand there was a clear difference because that shit was like being hit yeah. in the face with pie. And again. Not trying to be hypocritical or contradictive, but that is not the same as the H and M thing. Not even fucking right. close. Not even in the same neighborhood. Yeah, so that's just my 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 purview on that. Okay, so we'll move away from Gucci and blackface and all that shit. Now we're just gonna get into complete ignorance. <laughs> Maybe this show's title is just ignorance at its finest. Okay, so that's a good name. That's a good ignorance yeah. At all right, I like that because I think every topic had some. Some bit of ignorance in it. So here we go, man. We, we have an airman, okay, that didn't have a successful career, um, was put out the military, um, but was able to get some disability because, you know, as you get out, you're always able to file your disability claim. So yeah. I, think, I think this kid ended up getting like 60%, maybe 70%, yeah. something like that. Yeah, he said he said his, he got 60% going out. He was in for a year and a half. He was security force. He was a cop. Okay. Um, I, I was a cop for 14 years, so I know it's possible. Um, you're standing around jets all the time. You're shooting weapons. So he, yep. I'm sure he had tinnitus. I'm sure he got ringing in his ears and maybe some other stuff. Okay. So, so um, he gets out. <laughs> and then what does he say, Pete? <laughs> With his 60%. What does he say? He said, 
after a year and a half in the military, I got out with disability. I don't ever have to work again. And and when you sent me that link, I'm like, what? Wait a minute. I did 22 years. I got my disability is 100 percent and I can't live off that shit alone. What the fuck is it? So I did a little bit more research. I did my my I did my due diligence like always. Um, he's married. His wife is still in. I was like, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. You don't have to work because your wife is working. Your wife is the primary breadwinner. But he goes further to espouse all of these. Well, you know, I got kicked out about this girl. I got an honorable discharge, but she got me this, that, and the other. There's always a story behind why somebody gets kicked out of military. And what the story that they tell you is never really the story that really happened. So I'm sure that there's more to it. But that's not even the point of all of this. The point of all of this, he goes further saying that anybody... This in this in the hood that needs to get out of the hood. The best thing for him to do is go into the military. Now, I agree to 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 an extent that if you have no other options or you don't want to go to school and you look for a, a different option, sure, go into the military. But the last person I want to hear it from is somebody who got kicked out after a year and a half who says they can live off eleven hundred dollars a month of disability five hundred and fifty dollars every two weeks two hundred and twenty five dollars a week the breakdown that's unemployment in, in most states See, that's an unemployment check this is why this is it's a problem to me and this is why when i when i sent it to the group and when, when i posted on ceo on the doctor page i initially said i don't know how i feel about this i think this is exploitation of ignorance because this is yeah. not something that i read off of somebody's independent IG page or off somebody's independent Facebook page. This is a fucking article that yeah. somebody wrote yeah. on this guy. Yeah. Okay. So so my problem with that is you're going to highlight certain things. That's just how any journal does it. Okay. That, yeah. That's why when you're doing interviews and stuff, if you know what you're doing, most people say, okay, this is off the record or, you know, right. or there's somebody that's actually educating you on how you should answer questions. Because when it hits yeah. the fucking publication, you never know how they spin it. So, like you said, any ignorant individual who, A, has gotten kicked out before they even met their enlistment time, to yeah. then choose that person as a source is already <laughs> buffoonery. Okay, and then, and then it's not as if he's living off of Something. I mean, don't get me wrong. He, I guess you earn your disability, but it's not as if he, if he's got, uh, you know, he's getting a pension. It's not as if yeah. he, it's not as if the military hurt him there, like he got MEB'd. Right. He got yeah. kicked out, and yeah. yeah, he did his his VA board, and he got some money. But then to publicize that, what what is the? I think every article needs to have a purpose. What the hell is the purpose of the article? Right. What are yeah, we highlighting? I think that that article um, is misleading. It's selling a false narrative to anybody that that's if you don't know how the system works and, and you believe and you buy into that. This is what I, here's the question for any for the for the listeners. Um, if you heard somebody say, yeah, I got out of the military after a year and a half and I got a disability check and I recommend that shit to anybody. How would you buy that? You're going to focus well, on I can go. Check. 
I can I can go in for a year and a half and get a disability check too for the rest of my life. Service, yeah, to do with career, none of none of the real reasons. And then to 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 highlight and italicize, I don't think it was italicized, but it's definitely quote his quote his his quote. Anybody looking for a way out of the hood, do this. But you didn't say that in a sense of accomplishment, success. Right. It wasn't. You are. (laughs) He 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 exemplifies failure. Yes. And he's taking that 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 exemplification and advertising it to other people who don't know in a way that he's trying to sell it as a means of success. Oh, I got my Subaru. I got this. First of all, I man, look, <laughs> I drove a shitty Ford Escort my first couple of years in. I did not have a nice car until I was in like 15 years. But anyway, you're, you're selling all the wrong things and the messenger is like the last person that you want the message from he's a cautionary tale he's not a success story he's not an example perfect phrasing and that that is the absolute definition of exploitation of ignorance i just wonder how the hell did he how did he become uh someone to be interviewed like i I don't even know how his story made it to because it and was like, oh, let's let's interview this guy. Like, what yeah, they get? What it was they doing? not. It was not like he made a YouTube video, and or I, at least I didn't see it as a YouTube video. I didn't. I searched for it for the video on YouTube. It wasn't there. So this was a video that was either sent to this this publication, okay. or they interviewed him. But it it was not like he independently put it out there, and somebody found it, and they found him and started talking to him. This is you know, all of this stuff was comprised together, and. To to take and, and and when we say ignorance in regards to people who don't know, that's not to call anybody stupid. We're not saying that. We're not implying that at all. It's just magnifying the fact that this is a situation that they don't have all of the information on. Not They're ignorant close. about the situation. Not even close. Okay. It's not common for anybody to get out after a year and a half um, and and get sixty percent. So. You know, I would. I still take that with a grain of salt. I, I do. Like, a year and a half, you get sexual over some sexual misconduct stuff. I, knowing what I know after twenty-two years, knowing what you know after what sixteen years, fifteen yeah, years, your brain, your brain, and and the empirical knowledge that you have obtained over those years between the two of us, thirty-eight years of military experience. I've never seen anybody get out and get sixty percent at a year and a half after a year and a half. Never. I don't know, I don't know what he did, but this, <laughs> this takes me to season one, episode two, and that's like I don't know. Maybe that's maybe my favorite one, my favorite episode. But what offends me? This offends me for this reason, P. Because for some someone that was you know always studious to to great mentors, someone who tries to be a mentor, someone who's who's always looking to help other individuals and and talk about the positives that can come from being in the military and how you can better yourself and, you know, gain more uh, career experience for the outside and all the other stuff that we yeah. we speak. This is the last anything I would ever think about telling any young, <laughs> individual who wants to join the military. And they look at, look at me and ask, hey, why'd you join the military? So I can yeah. beat the system real quick, get kicked out, gain, gain 60%. <laughs> Live off eleven hundred dollars and do nothing at the age of twenty one. Like what yeah. the? That like is what? Zero, zero. That's uh, zero goals and aspirations. That's zero. <laughs> Thank you. You have no desire 
to learn and live life at the utmost, at the best possible way that you can. You know, one of the first things that you learn when you go into the military is you see it in two different perspectives and you have to choose what side of the fence you're going to be on. You see bad. You see the people that's cutting corners. You see the people that don't give a shit. You see the people with the bad attitudes. And you see other people that are working. They're learning. They're trying to do shit the right way. Um, And you have a choice. You have a choice. You're in that dorm with a bunch of people. And you look at both sides of that equation. And you, which one? Yeah. Who do I want to be? Which one am I going to gravitate to? You know? And at that point, you choose. Um He's obviously made a choice. He obviously made a choice in which direction he was going because a year and a half, you're still in that, that, that I would say, Gumby stage. You're still being molded. I think I'm more upset at the individuals who wrote the story because this is not something to write about. You have, you're helping sell that bullshit narrative. Yeah. And then using, I mean, he might have said it, but that's the quote that you want to use, anybody looking for a way out the hood. And basically, if I was to say that, I would say something like, hey, look, if you're looking for a better way from what you know, join the military, do your four, do your six. Hell, retire. Right. Learn yeah. a skill. Be able to then turn that into your own, you know, yeah. next career, your own business, whatever. Not uh, join, stay in a year and a half, and then hope you get hurt enough <laughs> yeah. in that year and a half to get a little <laughs> check. And then say even something that is that's even more ridiculous, like, oh, I can live off. I ain't never got to work again. Are you – what the – are you in what world? Right. What world? Shit, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so in that's, what world? That's, that's the ignorance. That's the exploitation yes. of ignorance. Now let's just go. Let's just switch gears a little bit. Stand with the TVD, uh, thought-provoking dialogue, and talk about just being exploited. And this takes me, P, to all these I, get rich now. I know this. This subject here. <laughs> this this Hell, this man. is this is is something that 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 stokes your ire. You. Uh, and and I get it. I don't like that shit either, you know. And you know how often we talk in our group about how to get ahead, how to maintain money, how to take care of money, make your money grow. You and I have had one-on-one conversations several times about different ways to grow our money. And at no time have we ever talked about these bullshit pyramid schemes that you are about to cover. So Man. have at it, brother. Have at it. So, and this is only because I was once vulnerable to it i was actually a part of it hell tanisha was too we wasn't together at that time my ex-wife and i we did it together tanisha she did it individually but it was called prepaid legal right out the jump i didn't really even understand what am i paying for so it was their motto their logo was peace of mind okay so meaning something happened to you you always got a lawyer at your disposal type of thing so i guess in principle it sounds like a good idea um, yeah. I'm paying a little a residual towards somebody and then if I need them they're right there but what you find out very quickly when you go to the meetings when you go and, and learn about the product you're actually learning about the scheme which bothers me because they put yeah. something that sometimes has value in your face hey these are new uh, products to help you lose weight or new things to help you curb your appetite or whatever we're selling vacations oh you want to travel more and live life Look at this thing. You should be here now. All this other shit. But then what you find out is, as soon as you get into it, that's just an avenue for you then to create your own little network. And then you build this. Like So you you forget what you're even doing. What are we selling? Are we selling ways to go on vacations cheaper? Or am I selling you 
to then go out and recruit all these people and create a team and start making money and then have the vacation thing gets lost in the in the in the mix. The fuck yeah. The workout shit that you're supposed to be taking, the product itself gets lost in the sauce because you don't go to GNC and they try to franchise you. You go buy the goddamn (laughs) pills you want. Right. You You buy your shit and then you walk out the door. It's easy. It's that simple. Travelocity and orbit don't try to franchise you. You go pay for the fucking trip you want to go on. So that's where I get frustrated because this shit consumes people. It takes over yeah. their life. And before yeah. you know it, every other post is success story. You got the before and after picture of a person that had 35 pounds extra in their body. They start taking this product. Look what my thing does for, for, for people. But then yeah. you ask about it. And it's like, oh, let me get back to you. And then it's like, oh, I'm going to send you a video. If you want to know more, let me inbox this goddamn 12-minute video about selling some shit. I'm like, I want to know what's in the damn drink. I want the product, not sell the motherfucking product. I don't want to sell the product. Right. Oh, yeah. But it's it's usually it's usually in those 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 situations, usually some shit that, you know, when when we seek out information about things like that, you know, um, I want to lose 15, 20 pounds. So I want to do it the fast way. Queen. This looks like a fast way. Or I want to find a better way to go on a vacation where it's cheaper. And you find yourself looking at some shit like that um, or timeshares or something. You, It's usually something that you're not willing to wait for. Right. You know, and, and like we talked about in the pre-chat, you know, Warren Buffett, um, Jeff Bezos, who's worth the richest man in the world, $137 million, talks to, um, you know, he talked to Warren Buffett. And he asked, well, wow, everything that you're doing is quite simple, Warren. Why doesn't everybody do it? Because most people don't want to get rich slow. Yep. You said he started investing at 14 years old. At 14. His first million at 30. In his 80s. So he's been yeah. investing over 60 Doctor, We out. Yeah. But we yeah. want to say, we first off, we, and I don't want to call him too lofty. But we're very ambitious in this generation. So people say, oh, I want to be retired fully by 35 and be 21 years old. Like, you got a lot of work to do in 14 years. Not <laughs> yeah, you do. It can't happen. Right. But that, all, that already then, you speed up that process of, I guess, naturalization. Like, if you build a business, you already know you're not supposed to really see returns for five, six, seven years. Yeah. If you, yeah, you, if you, you do with this right. You're yeah. watching slow losses, <laughs> yeah. breaking even, uh-huh. and then five, six, at year time. six, seven, eight. Wow, finally, I'm, I, I hit the ground running. Yeah. But we want everything now. I, I, the internet yeah. makes it now. Look at all these quick corporations that probably started in the early 2000s. All these, you know, new type of tele tele networks and all these streaming things. And don't get me wrong, some great stuff came out of Napster, Netflix, you name it. All yeah. this other shit. But yeah. Those are, I don't want to say once in a lifetime, once in a generations, but those are like, boom, we hit it big. Those, those, those are the white rabbits. Those There's are are the red herrings. The same day. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? Those, and when when you think back to the dot com bubble, oh man, you know there right. there are millions, there are millions of people who lost, mm-hmm. and guys like um, Mark Cuban, he's the anomaly, he's the outlier. Yep. But you then, know so. They, I'm sorry, Pete, but then, like, you take Mark Cuban. What does he do? Then he joins a show like Shark Tank and makes yeah. everybody think that this can happen. Or I take it back. I remember you, 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 me in the flight when we were still working for you. 
for one of our team building days. Remember we went to hear that motivational speaker stuff at, yeah. at the yeah. arena? And who did they have? Yeah. Kurt Warner. What was Kurt yeah. Warner? He was the great quarterback of the Cardinals, so everybody go, oh, let's go see Kurt Warner. But the moral of that story was all he was doing was speaking and telling his story. But then they yeah. tied that to bigger business. Hey, you yeah. can be successful like that. Man, Kurt Warner's a football player. Okay? Yeah. Like what you're yeah. selling has nothing to do with football. <laughs> he, he did not. He did not. He did not get ahead based on a knowledge of a product or yeah. a well. So, okay, he had knowledge of a product, mm-hmm. football, but it's more physical prowess than mental prowess. Yeah, it, wasn't it wasn't like model. you know. Yeah, it wasn't this model. Hey, tell a friend. <laughs> you and they tell two friends and they tell four friends and you have this big network that you can exploit. And you know the thing that's that's always pushed me away from things like that is the first thing that they tell you, well tell your family and your friends about it. Immediately. Nah, I'm trying to keep some family and some friends, motherfucker. I'm not trying to sell my friends out like that. So what what I find like I'm telling you every time cuz I've been to several. I've been to two or three of these different, you know, motivational speakings and i've and i've received several inboxes with the 15 20 minute video the product section is two minutes <laughs> yeah 10 yeah max. but the other part is like 30 the division of the breakdown once you yeah. get these many people then you get this much commission then once that team build this that's still part of your network before you know it, you got the spider web effect i'm like oh i'm all the way up here in charlotte's fucking web but I got people <laughs> that are selling shit for me in a state they ain't ever even been to because they're connected yeah. to this person. I'm like, bro, come on. It sounds amazing. It sounds like it can happen. But there is no real way that you get paid. I mean, it just kind of happens. Yeah. Checks show up. Do you want $800 extra dollars in it? How you come up with that number? Like, is it yeah. per hour? Is it per person that's on a team? Is it a collection? Like, who's actually breaking down these dollars and cents? I've always wondered that. Like, because if I yeah. go to work, I know what I'm getting paid an hour. I know I get paid it's, on a salary. I know it. <laughs> it's so it's the person that's sitting there with the biggest amount of money breaking off a little bit here, a little bit there for, for the people in his web. Crumbs. Yeah. <laughs> Crumbs. Crumbs. Look, not everything that appears to be good or sounds good is good. Oh, it's not. It's and not. Some shit is just worth time and effort and, and your diligence to work for. Yeah, and you, you know, it is. scheming people. I mean, if you believe in a product, believe in it, right? Like certain people, yeah. like like you. I'm, and again, I'm not trying to use you as, as a, uh, you know, as, as you being the main position. I'm saying like you stand by your BMW. That's the car yeah. that you like. But yeah. at the same time, you're not pushing on us. Hey, y'all, I'm about to go buy this new one. You get you one. Like as if you were getting yeah. a commission. Like if you stand by a product, you know what? Say, yeah, I do this on the side. Okay. This right. Is, it's cool. Um, because I believe in this product, whatever. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I try to promote it. But other than that, I'm not sitting here trying to bring you in on, on an idea that, hey, you can lose weight. And before I even talk right. about losing weight, it's like, how many people you got to sign up? Huh? <laughs> I ain't lost Like, man, I'm trying, to get the gym. I'm trying to get in the gym and exercise. I'm not trying to go out there and do that shit. How do I lose the weight? And, and you know, right. it's like when we talk about stock tips, I never say, yo, go out and buy Apple. I'm like, yo, this is what I'm doing. Here's all the information. Yeah. You choose what you want to do if you're interested. It's more it's more about um if if this is my word of warning to anybody. If someone wants to help you with anything, they're gonna let you decide how that help comes about. Yep. Yep. 
They should give you the information that they think that you need to know or even tell you, look, this is what I have. You might want to do a little bit more research on your own. This is what I do. This is what I'm doing. All right. The one rule I have, I can tell you anything that you want about the stocks that I choose to do research on. But I ain't never taking a dime from you to invest. I no. I am not fucking with somebody's money. It's right. Yeah. You lose friends. Quickest way to ruin a friend. Hell yeah. Friends and family. And I'd be looking at certain situations and I'm like, so they'll be like, hey, look, do that. Do this 30 day challenge. Do this 15 day challenge. Okay, cool. So that's that's the promo. Then you find out, okay, well, what's in the challenge? Well, you got to buy this, this, that, this, and that, and that shit come out to $235. For what? And then, then the next yeah. question becomes, okay, well, I can go to GNC and buy the GNC brand <laughs> and get <laughs> lean mass this or, you know, lean this or whatever. So what makes your product better than that one? And it's great. Yeah. Oh, well, ours is, yeah. is all uh, natural. Okay, well, this says that too. Well, no, no, they say that, but they really add. No, well, then what are you really selling? Because it sounds like y'all just got a new label on the same shit. Then you get the, then you get the. Well, you know what, man? Come on, dog. We're, we're friends. We're family. We're, we're, there's, there's a means or on a tip to exploit you on some level. It's either I'm going to exploit your ignorance, or I'm going to exploit our friendship, or the fact that we're kinship. You know, and and that to me is when those those things come into play. We really weren't. We really weren't friends. We really weren't. You know, uh, our, you you look at our family, our, our kinship as a means of you getting ahead while you exploit me. It goes back to to the ignorance part. Look, we all have access to information. Learn, learn, learn. Pick pick the brain. Pick somebody's brain. Do research. It's right there in your pocket. Research whatever you want to know. Look, there's no quick ass way to lose weight. It's going to take time. Diet changes, lots of water, lots of fucking exercise. All right. There's no quick ass way to make money unless you're selling some drugs. But then the the other side of that coin is your ass can wind up in jail yeah. for God knows how long for selling drugs. So there's always, always a cause and effect. And always a cause and effect. Vacation costs money regardless. So yeah. the thing, and I think that's the one that chaps my ass more than anything. Yeah, because I know what you do. I know what you do for your vacations, man. I know we all give you shit yeah. because, you know, you you are the traveling man. All right. You travel like a motherfucker. And, and I love the fact that you are that. seeing the world. You're doing what you want to do. And, and and we talk about that all the time. We talk about that even in the podcast about getting to a place where you decide your every day. Yeah. That's that to me is wealth. It's not a dollar. It's not about the dollar. You are. People, yeah, you are living you are living a life of wealth because you're working on you're you're making choices for you and your family already. Yep. But you're you're thriving to get to the point. You're striving to get to the point where every day is dictated by you. Yep. It's not by the job, it's not by the dollar, it's not by any of that stuff. You've already lived in certain aspects of it now. You travel more than anybody I know. <laughs> I appreciate that. But you know when I decided I wanted to do this, I, I literally found a, a savings plan that made yeah. sense that was strictly for that. It's nothing too obsessive, nothing too crazy. I was just like, all right, look, this is, I put a couple hundred bucks back a month. And then as I'm planning the trip, I'm realizing I'm taking this away. So then I have to put more back and it's on a consistent plan. But then you find out about these vacation world tour companies or whatever the hell. And I'm like, okay, so I pay this membership fee. Um, and then how do I benefit from this? Oh, well, you know, right. you're able to get things at a discount. 
Okay, but do but is the fucking flights uh, in that? No, you still gotta buy the flights. <laughs> what do I always, get at a discount? That's usually the right. most expensive part. If I'm going overseas, yeah. getting there is the most expensive part. So I still gotta buy a fifteen hundred dollar plane ticket and then pay for this 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 uh, membership fee. Then still book my room. I'm like, how am I winning? Because what makes you win is then when you decide to sell. So if you sell now and you be yeah. you create your own little corporation inside a corporation, then your discounts get heavier and more effective. But I'm like, I don't want to do that because that's a lot of work. I just want to like, benefit. Well, you know, motherfucker, you you're 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 trying to give me a job. I'm not yeah, trying yeah. to. I have. Yeah. A job. You know, I'm trying to go on vacation. And then let's have a team yeah. meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're going. And you're working for them. You're working for that person at that I, point. I Why not just cut out the middleman like you're doing? Yeah. That's exactly what you're doing. Um, and maybe we need to cover that that whole savings plan one day in in one of the podcasts. Please. You know, we dropped the dropped the note early. Look, this is what we're gonna talk about. We could talk about investing, saving, all that kind of stuff. Your vacation plan. Uh, talk about real estate. Yeah. Just a financial episode. We haven't had you know, one in a while. We can re, we, yeah, can we haven't had. Yeah, we haven't had one of those. So, you know, especially after. This ignorance talk from this this one kid, this 22, 23 years old, talking about he can live off eleven hundred dollars. I'm still, still, yeah, and his wife. His wife, I feel sorry for. I feel sorry for his wife. She's working every day. She's still in the military. She's working every day, so he can make videos about living off eleven hundred dollars. Or play video games and order pizza. Again, I'm not trying to judge this guy, but that's ignorance. And then you have the exploitation side, so we kind of throw it together. To me, that's something that. I don't want the youth to think it's real. I, I wouldn't want my son to hear that and, and think that was real. Now, he does have, you know, real-life evidence, my, myself, his mom, of what is real. Yeah. But there's a kid out there, like you said, because these kids just go with saying, well, shit, he did it. Or, and, or one of his it, homies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, you know, already. look, I look at it. <laughs> I look at it like this, man. I grew up in Chicago. There's no military bases anywhere near Chicago. I didn't know anything about Great Lakes until I was already in the Air Force. Great Lakes is where the Navy does their training. I didn't know anything about that shit. I didn't know anything about the military at all. Nobody in my family ever been in the military. To me, the military is just a means for me to get out to South Side of Chicago. And I, I took that leap of faith. you know. So I can say that there's a kid walking around on the South Side of Chicago with almost no direction, the same way I was. And if he hears some shit like that because he doesn't know anything about the military, first thing he lynch, he latches on to, I don't have to work anymore, get a check for the rest of my life, because he doesn't know what the fuck disability is. Nope. Nope. Work a year and a half, go to the military for a year and a half, and get out, boom, set for the rest of your life. Yep, and that's unfortunate, man. So. Because <laughs> because every every in every ghetto, every... South side of Chicago is in every city in America. There's a kid walking around trying to figure out how the fuck to get what get out of there. And he just every, told them, every one of them. In the article, if you're looking for a way to get yeah. out the hood, I would yeah. advise anybody yeah. to go to the military, but not for the yeah. successful part. Don't. He didn't speak about no. filling a contract because he didn't fill a contract. He didn't talk about making nope. a career because he didn't make it a career. He talked about, hey, I went in there and just happened to get a 60% rating for whatever my dis- disabilities were, and now I'm living good. And y'all made an article out of that. That yeah. still is because he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. <laughs> and, and here's where the, the ignorance went further. How many people that are not in the military know what a military disability payment is? Not too many. I would guarantee not many. Yep. Not many. So how many people would actually know? Well, shit. 
What does he mean by disability and how much is a person like that getting? When you sent me that article, I was like, okay, year and a half at best, he's an Airman First Class E3. Okay, let me do some let me do some homework here. Clicker, clicker, clicker. Ah, oh, you get you gotta be fucking kidding me. All right, I know what I get at hundred percent after twenty two years. It ain't eleven hundred dollars. It ain't eleven hundred dollars. And I can't live off what I'm getting. I'm like, I did the bath. I'm like, yo, man. And that's when I sent the message to you. I'm like, at best, he's clearing $1,100. And that's what I said. Like, what? Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this article because this is this is terrible. Like, that's not a good article at all, man. So, yeah, we, We're going to try to get that, that article posted on our social pages. And uh, so so listeners, y'all can, can take a look at it. On, I already put it on, 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 the, on the Facebook yeah. page. So you can drop it okay, on. Okay, so page. yeah. Go to the Facebook page. I'm going to drop it on the on our Instagram page so you guys can take a look at it. And um, you can be just as stunned, just as offended as we were when, when we read it. So, For anybody that's uh, serving or have served, you know good and well that article has no real bearing on what's reality. So for them to publish it, for them to, to make <laughs> this something that's, that the masses can read is what upset me more than anything. Because I'm like, this is complete Sensationalism. nonsense. But anyway, man, yeah. um, let's 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 hit the news news before we get out of here. So we got some good got some good stuff on the news news. I'll let you start with what your sister sent us as we were closing the last show, and she was oh, here earlier. Uh, so, so uh, how you doing? <laughs> hey, sis, what's up? So, um, news news. This is some usually you know this is our second segment of the news news, and it's uh, that unconventional stuff that may not you you may not find or it kind of creeps its way into one of your social feeds and stuns you. it actually stuns you so when i read this I, i'm gonna read this and then when i got it i was stunned okay here's the title teens are now getting drunk on boiled tampon juice yes you heard me right boiled tampon juice all right i'm a man i have no idea what the what's a con what a tampon is constructed of i just know the shit's nasty all right i i, I so as i'm sitting here stunned <laughs> i have no um, expression it's, I, so i just want to know who's the first person to, to try this i mean every time that, that we run across stories like this i just want to know they need to put in an article Jimmy John Joe Bob was the first person to try this. Yeah. And this is what happened. I just want to know what was your thought process behind give me that dirty tampon. I'm going to put in some hot water, boil that shit, and I'm going to drink it. Now, I will say this. So, so this is happening, I think it was it India we read? In Singapore. Singapore. It's in Singapore. Okay. But, 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 but let's not mistake in ourselves. Let's not, let's not be naive and think that this will not or has not crept its way into the United States somewhere. Well, yeah. Because if, if if we're talking about a get high, get drunk culture, America's going to latch on. <laughs> In the article, it did say that the teens are preferring unused sanitary napkins, but they will use the used ones if push comes to serve. Here's the problem. <laughs> okay. That's and a I, whole lot of pushing and shoving. See, I'm never gonna glorify drugs, but there's lots of safer, cooler drugs. I'm thinking, or highs, 
it, it, as I guess weird as that might sound, then chugging on <laughs> a tampon. Like, how do you even figure out what's in it? <laughs> how do you figure out what's in it to then say, okay, I want what's in it to be in me? <laughs> this this is this is something that 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 yeah that I can get some euphoria for or something that can bring me down or relax me or what what they were doing lean they were smoking weed they were popping pills now they sucking on tampons boy I don't know what the hell I I mean I thought it was I thought it was pretty bad when they were t- when they were saying that that these kids were were eating tie pods man I I was oh, like yeah, what pods that was wild bath salts yeah man yeah bath salts man i don't know uh it's a wild wild world man i got a lot to teach my almost four-year-old and i got a lot of praying to help my teenagers to get through their teenage years because this shit is crazy i don't even know yeah. what kids are going to be inter- trying to introduce them to in the next few years one is already in high school one is on the outskirts of high school who knows what happens in these conversations but I can only imagine if they, yeah, if you're chewing Tide Pods like it was chewing gum, now you're sipping tampon tea. <laughs> I can't really <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what to do no more, man. Like, it's it's getting absolutely asinine and out of control. I don't even know. Yeah, These kids it, have it's... no barriers whatsoever. No barriers, man. So so the last thing, and oh, man, I we got this right before we went on. So a school... <laughs> Uh, I guess it's a pretty good school. <laughs> yes, this is supposed to be one of the best schools in the nation, man. What's, what, what state is this in? Winston Churchill. Um, I'm not sure of the state. See, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't even look this up. I had it up. Winston Churchill High School. Okay. Did it say what state it's in? I'm Googling it right now. Winston Churchill. Damn, I just had it up. Potomac, Michigan. There we go. Okay. So let's talk about what this, what they did and, and how it made the news and went viral. And then, like always, because there's an element of, I guess, shame and realization yeah. of just how stupid you can be, kids try to downplay it. So basically... Actually, my bad. Did, it's not in Michigan. It's in Maryland. Maryland. It's okay. in Maryland. Yeah, it's, it's in Maryland. What, what they decided to do was if anybody's ever seen Willy Wonka in a chocolate factory, everybody knows Charlie got his golden ticket. He was able to go tour the factory and see something that was a marvel of the world, right? Yeah. Well, what these yep. kids decided to do, and they were uh, <laughs> white kids, was to make... Charlie, Charlie got a chocolate bar wrapped in a gold. Yeah, and what they decided to do Had the was golden pass. to make a Willy Wonka, and I'm going to say it, man, nigga pass. Go ahead. Yeah. You could say the N word for the day if you received the Willy Wonka nigga pass. Golden ticket. Yeah. The golden ticket. Are you fucking yeah. serious? So these yeah. white kids yeah. make this, come up with this idea, and then throughout their channels, they start yeah. to make it, I, I don't want to call it a game, but they started to make it a thing. And they figured out yeah. a way to disseminate them. And, then you know you were looking to to get the ticket. So basically, if you get the ticket and you know what it is, because it says you can say the N word. Yeah, you can say it without any uh, repercussions. repercussions. Yeah. So it, it gets, I guess it got blown up pretty quick. 
and it makes waves because it goes through the school like wildfire. And then before you know it, reporters are at the school, kids are getting interviewed, teachers are getting interviewed, black and white students are getting interviewed, and some of the kids that were involved in were just stating like it was never meant to be. It was just started as a joke. It was never meant to go this far. Yeah. Well, that's that's normally the the go to cop out. That's the normal go to cop out. Ah, oh, it wasn't meant to be offensive. Up. It wasn't meant to be offensive. It was a joke. Um, you know, it was a prank. Whatever. You you are either stupid or highly insensitive, or we, we just hang you with hang hang the noose the, the 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 note around your neck the scarlet letter. You're a racist. Yeah, basically, because I mean. In saying that, what it, what is the the benefit? Now, don't get me wrong. People use it, and they use it within their amongst themselves. Sometimes they use it in the wrong settings. But my question has always been, what's the glory in it? I don't sit there and and, and think how many times can I say this in one day, and oh, I feel different because I'm able to say this word, and you can't. Like I feel like it's that the word has become that. It, it's a word that's like glorified for the wrong reason. I'm cool enough, and I hang around enough people of color that I can say it freely, and they and no one looks at me a different way. Or right. nobody's around me right now, and I know that's not a word that is common in my culture. But amongst us, we're gonna say it. Yeah. And but it's like it's like the word gives you some kind of different feel or something like. Being a black dude who's saying what, yeah, it what's shit. the benefit in saying yeah, it? What's the benefit saying it? I, I don't, I've never understood. Like say it in one day, yeah, like that's not what's happening, right? You know? So, no, no, I don't, no, it's, that's not what's happening. That's, I'm these kids are walking around in a mixed school issuing a golden ticket to say nigger. That's unreal, man. That just you shows know? you how, how our society. What we're actually facing these days. This, this we've, 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 we've regressed. We've regressed. And for for anyone in, in this country to think that we were ever in a period of, you know, post-racial harmony, uh, we were in a couple of decades of denial. But again, if you start walking around and you're the minority and you're throwing racist darts or bigotry darts at everybody, guarantee you, you're going to get ostracized. No, yeah. We, we do not promote that type of stuff here at this school. We would never, yeah. never, ever, you know, lay our head on those type of things. And this is what's happening in your school. Whose fault is it? Is it the administrators? Or is it the students? Is it the parents of the students? My problem, my point is, there's a, a, a giant situation that nobody wants to take responsibility for. And... I'm telling you, when people call that out, they're the ones who mm. can get looked at as the bad person. Yeah, I go to school with a bunch ah, of Ah, why are you being so sensitive? Why are you this? Why are you that? Because one of the students actually said, well, I think the principal's taking this a little bit too far. Well, the principal has to look at it from, from the situation in its totality, how even if one person is offended, Everybody, you, you everybody's offended. Everybody. Right. You have to look at it that way. Right. You can't so, that type of you know, I, I would say parents are are probably more busy than they've ever been in in you know child's lifetime. So kids are left up to their own devices. I'm not going to say that. I, I don't want to say that this was um, intended with any amount of malice. Yeah. 
you know, it was I, I was meant to be a, a game or something that a, gag, was, a game. Yeah. But it speaks to the level of ignorance yep. and a lack of compassion and awareness for um, for another race. Think about you know the thought what's process. Up. That's a lot of thought process to put into this yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> hey, who, again, who thought about let's do the Willy Wonka ticket and make it instead of a golden ticket to go to to the chocolate factory, a golden ticket to say the N word all day. And I guess you just flash it like if I'm walking around and I say it, I'm like, and I'm only one of three. Right. I think there was only yeah. three. Was it five? Candy bars they had it. I don't know. Some small. Yeah, it was it was a few of them. It was a, it was a few of them. It was, a, it was you were in a, an exclusive club at that point, you know. But it, it just speaks to um, ignorance, clearly, clearly, because we have the means to have information, history readily available in our hands, man. And I think history is something that scares a lot of people. You know, it's it's facing, you know, it it may be a means of having to face an ugly truth um, about the history of your people that you may not fully want to acknowledge. So you stay in that vein of ignorance is bliss. You know, so it's easy to just I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing. And oh, no harm, no foul, because I didn't know. No, you know, you're smart enough. You're smart enough to look up drinking a boiled tampon <laughs> which is not smart enough to look at the the divisive and hateful history of the n-word the same internet that told you how to do that the same internet that told you what was in the tampon before you drank it the same internet yeah. that can tell you what blackface is and was it's the same one yeah. that you can also look on and find out that making Willy Wonka turn it into a past to say the n-word is not a good idea um, but that's, the that's way not a good look. Everybody yeah, press the it bar. Is. Kids. It adults, is. You know, administrators, politicians. And it's, un- it's, un- it's unfortunate. It's yeah. unfortunate that we are living in a time like that. Well, all right. I, I, I misspoke there. I would say it's fortunate and it's, it's unfortunate that we found ourselves here. Fortunately, that we found ourselves here and with the hopes that we can learn from what we thought was a secure time. Yeah. You know, we, we looked at each other with some level of, of, of equality and security. Now, no, that doesn't exist. We still look at each other with class warfare, with race warfare, with religious warfare, with sexism. You know, we see all this stuff and it's prevalent as fuck today. So, you know, our job, well, your old job, my still current job, bioenvironmental and in the United States Air Force, we live in a world of data sets. <laughs> There's so much yeah. data out here yes. that supports what we thought. And then a time period not too long ago showed us what we actually knew. And I'm and like we've said and we hit on before, the bookends from Bush yeah. to Obama to now Trump, those years have shown us what was really there. And yeah. A lot of things happened to maybe mask it. Maybe some of the things were, were hidden, kind of buried away, but the yeah. right roots came out, okay? And then once they started to peek their head out, people started to pull on them, and they just started yanking yeah. those roots. So there was yeah. some, you know, yanked through the Obama administration, some being yanked during the Trump administration. But we start to see just how negative those roots are. 
you do take this story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is something that's made light of. And these kids don't yeah. think it's a big I, big deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, And that right there shows you how <laughs> much in the rears we really are. Like, if you don't think... This, what an insensitive time we're living in. This is crazy. Like, you, yeah. you can't sit here and, and think that was a good idea and not really see the yeah. harm in the foul. Um, yeah, if <laughs> if you've got a friend that that allows you to basically shit and step in it, you might want to check your your group of friends. Seriously, you might want to check your group of friends because that group that that friend is probably sitting back. Yeah, that was a badass idea, but I didn't say shit because I knew it was going to be funny when he got caught. That's not your friend. That's not your friend. You know, it's, it's, you have to always look at those. Because there's situations, we've discussed this before, situations where I guess because of some type of situation of where you came up or where you lived or how long you were around an individual, maybe there's a past giving for that individual. I have never, not that I feel that this word has that much power where you got to put in time, like, oh, I've been knowing you for seven years and you're pretty down. Yeah, You got it. I ain't going to feel no yeah. way when you say it amongst us. But I can't speak right. for the ones you don't know. But around us, you're good. I ain't never did anything like that. Okay? Right, so right. for me, trying to figure out if this word is okay for, you know, people that are not black to use, it's not something I put a lot of time in. But there's a lot of people yeah. who are offended by it. Like, that's our word. Yeah. It's ours. If you say it, you know, that's means for fighting. I don't know. I don't feel like that, but I think when it comes to the school system and it became a joke to the point where yeah. like these exclusive passes that are limited in quantity are now recognized for that day or week or however long they went on with this, those people yeah. can say that. And if I'm a black person and I'm just happen to walk around it and you flash me, let's say you flash me. All right. So I'm flash black, me that pass. I'm the black kid <laughs> and I'm like, yo, yeah. the white dude comes by. What's all yeah? What's up, niggas? And they go, we have a massive problem. <laughs> like, and you, 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 you catch them hands. Yeah, you catch them hands at that point. That's not a clearance. <laughs> like, yeah, that, yeah. I don't even know how that was supposed to work. Like, was it just amongst the white kids, or was everybody, that's not a, that's you know, not an okay. That's, that's that's not an okay situation. Point. Yeah, <laughs> it's not crazy. an okay situation. That's not some shit. That you you relish the fact that I got the golden ticket. I can say it all day. Say it. And then do really? you abuse it? Like, do you abuse it with your friends at that? Yeah, point? I think you do. Is it? You start rapping. All is it the, an? All is the it? Is it an every other word kind of deal? Rapping all the songs. I don't you know. Got it in there. Yeah. Like, I, I'm this, I, I can say this. I'm Fifty Cent for the day. I'm Jay Z for the day. Like whatever. Like man, I, don't I got know. the pass. I got that pass, nigga. I got that pass. <laughs> what? See, that's what I'm saying. We we're having yeah. having a little fun with it because I mean, hey, we got to make light of certain situations. But the idea behind it, there's too much right. thought process for them to not understand. In thinking all this, this is stupid and wrong. <laughs> you can put that much effort today. into it, especially today, especially these days, yes. especially these days, like, like today, today, where a, a man hat means somebody might want to fight you, type thing. Like, yeah, you got it. Not to mention, if anybody's been to the Maryland, D.C. area, you really know how black it is there. Yeah, it's pretty. Yep. <laughs> Chocolate City. Chocolate City came from somewhere. Yep. You know how black it is there. So Baltimore. you cannot say that. So this this to me is willful, willful ignorance. 
<laughs> this is not flat ignorance. This is willful ignorance. I'm just going to just completely overlook the fact that this is a predominantly city that I'm in. This is predominantly black city that I'm in. And I'm about to probably offend 30, 40 percent of my school by this prank. That's willful ignorance right there. Well, ladies and gents, that's our show for tonight, man. Uh, we, we started with the wall dress and we ended with the nigga pass. So <laughs> and everything in between it, man, like it, it's a, a wild night for conversation, um, but a night that we always look forward to Thursdays. Next week, we may have to come to you a different day. Uh, the doc has some obligations. Uh, yeah. Our closing thoughts real quick. We got to update some things. So uh, put that website on postpone for a little bit. We got some administrative stuff that's changing with the NCO and the doctor. So uh, currently right now, the website is down. Um, I don't know when we're going to bring it back up. So everything we'll be doing will be primarily through our socials. So once we start uh, selling our shirts again, we get the new wave in. You can get those on our Facebook page. Anything that posts the Facebook page, for the most part, we'll try to post to IG. Something yeah. that you can't just because how IG is laid out. But all informational stuff that is posted on the page will also be on the IG page. Um, for me this week, um, like always, we appreciate your time. See on the doctor is nothing without you know the people who are actually supporting us and listening us and telling us how we can be better and sharing our our message. So we thank you for tuning in. Like always, soon as we soon as we end this, this will be right there on the See on the Doctor page. So if you didn't catch it in its entirety, go ahead and watch it. Uh, give us a few days. We'll put it on audio, like always, SoundCloud, iTunes. Um, I just thank you for your time, people. What you want to say for you out of here, man? Um. Again, like you, thank you for your time, listeners, um, anybody who, who tuned in Facebook Live. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're trying to grow um, this aspect of our podcast and, you know, keep you guys involved uh, with our discussions. Uh, so, you know, like we challenge every week, if you have any recommendations, any any subject matter that you want to discuss with us, drop it on the social media pages, Facebook or our uh, Instagram page. You can even DM our Facebook page, well, our Instagram page, that's fine too. Um, tell a friend. And if you are a new listener, please let us know. We'll get you a shout out and thank you for listening. Um, we don't want to be remiss and, 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 you know, not, and, and fail to acknowledge anybody that's tuning in for the first time. Uh, we got a lot of content on SoundCloud and on iTunes. So, you know, if you want to reach back and check out our even humbler beginnings. We're still technically in our beginnings and we're still humble about this thing. And we're appreciative of every second that you guys listen and spend with us. So, um, from, from me, I want to thank you for supporting our podcast. Um, and we look forward to every single episode to try to give you the best product possible. All right, man. And my last little thing, let me say, uh, let me give a shout out to my boy, uh, Cyrus King. He was down here on the TDY doing some work, uh, for our bio flight. But he definitely took the time, you know, to have a quick conversation. He's trying to start his podcast. He, you know, had had some questions. He said he really looks at us as as a way to go. Uh, he's been following the show, man. So I appreciate that feedback, man. And I, we're here to help. So when you're ready, man, let me know. Um, we'll be there definitely to, to help you get started. Uh, so see you on the doctor, like always. Look at the hashtag. Let conversation influence you. Remember, this is not your normal podcast. We're not afraid of any subject. 
know, we'll jump out there and talk about anything as you heard tonight. So you got those ideas, hit us on the pages, hit me in my personal inbox or hit my, my message, whatever. Same thing with Pete. If you got an idea, shoot it to him. Let us know. We'll do our research and we'll try to make a show for you. So till next week, this has been CEO and the Doctor. Happy Valentine's Day again. Uh, Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah.